Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scream Eagles podcast. I'm your host Ben and joining me as always is the man in mourning, the man who once again has a hangover, Billy Buttons. (sighs) Thank you, Ben. Fuck, it's been a good weekend, hasn't it? It's been terrible. I don't know what it is. I feel like (laughs) food tastes better and it's like I can hear the flapping of a butterfly's wings a thousand miles away. I'm just, mm. I'm heightened. My senses are heightened mm. for some reason this mm. week. I don't know what it is. Been... I don't know what it is, but maybe maybe we can explore the reason sometime during yeah. this podcast. Maybe. We'll, we'll touch upon it. Yes. We'll touch upon it. Um, how was your week, Billy? It was good. It was pretty... Well, how was your weekend, really, during weekend. the week? Weekend. Get so. kids to school, pick up kids. Yeah. So how was your weekend? More weekend was not the... No, it was a lovely weekend in itself. <laughs> I spent the weekend again. And then a little yeah. asterisk, look yeah. down the bottom for yeah. more explanation. Please be advised that this <laughs> this may not be entirely true. Uh, I went away again. I'm doing a lot of oh. travelling, a lot of uh, a lot of trips away. So it doesn't work. You've got a lot of money to throw around. Mm. Mm. No, I don't, actually. I don't. It's This was um, funded by my... Living the life of either a, a lottery winner or a drug dealer. Well, I've been watching Lotto Land, so... <laughs> well, play Thanks. A. I, th- I believe it's one out of every two people who play Lotto Land win. There you or go. I believe that's the stats that have been sent to every manly member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went up to a place called Batonga on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Got back today and drank myself into a stupor, largely because of... Batonga, I believe, is the Northern Eagles... Yes. Area. Was that what it was? Yes. You were visiting the home, the, the yeah. homeland of yeah. the Northern Eagles? Yeah, it's okay. a very touching place. <laughs> I actually saw some sea eagles too up oh, there, nice. soaring, much much like the team themselves. They're pretty majestic, aren't yeah. they? But, uh, all jokes aside, they the sea eagle is pretty majestic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more, more so than like a There were some eels, of... beautiful native <laughs> creatures. <laughs> just gritty yeah. eels that, yeah. that just survive. Um, yeah, so I was away for the weekend and almost thankfully had very little reception, no Foxtel. So I was watching the games on my phone whilst I'm, whatever minute of reception I got, I would have 10 texts from the guy sitting next to me, Mr. Screaming Eagle, (laughs) just giving me crap. So that was appreciated. And my, my in-laws were all looking at me going, why is, why is Billy walking out (laughs) on the beach? (laughs) Staring up at the sky. Skipping stones. Yeah. Questioning life. Yes. But apart from the rugby league, uh, all was pretty nice. What yeah, about nice. yourself? Uh, yeah, daughter's uh, third birthday. Okay. She had some people around, you know, cake. Made a textbook cake. Wow. Fuck. Hey, you've had an... The best. Okay. The best yet. Woman's was, Weekly? Uh, no, I just freestyle it. Wow. So it was a chocolate mud cake with a orange icing. Wow. Some people might just describe it as a Jaffa cake, <laughs> but I find that racially insensitive. <laughs> 
So, is Jaffa's not racially insensitive? No, sounds a bit like... It does. It sounds. Yeah. And if it sounds, then it's as good as. Yeah, that's... So I like to err on the side of course. Yes, we are yeah. a very politically correct podcast. That's right. Uh, now, Cyrus isn't joining us this week because uh, he's still trying to get his head around the world of Skype and <laughs> the fact you need to charge your phone if you're going to talk on your phone. Uh, so he's not here tonight, but uh, it's just me and Billy and really that's all you need. Uh, so let's just get into the football with news. Gordon Tallis slaps down out of form Manly Seagulls playmaker, Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, so once again, Gordon Tallis has piped up after the first two games of the round to have a go at DCE. Is it fair to say that Gordon Tallis is the Jennifer Aniston of <laughs> rugby league uh, journalism? Gordon, mm. if you're out there listening, you need to move on, mate. Mm. Okay? He didn't want to go to the Titans in the first place, right? He only went there to make Manly jealous mm. successfully. Yeah. Manly got jealous when, what have we done? We've made a terrible mistake. Please come back. Here's $10 million. It's <laughs> Here's a $10 million engagement ring or right. whatever. Um, please come back to us. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And, Gordon, you, you just... Uh, you were paid by the Titans, and everyone knows that's why you're carrying on like this. You're the Alan, you're an Alan Jones cash for comments type of guy. You're, you're the love child of Jennifer Aniston and Alan Jones, which is don't, horrific. Don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> well, if Jennifer Aniston's hanging around in a public bathroom yeah, in, in London, London, it might. You never know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, you're carrying on like a jealous girlfriend and everyone can see through it. It's time to move on, okay? He's, he's found someone better. Okay. Manly Seagulls official Peter Peters takes aim at sausage roll-eating keyboard warriors. Uh, so Peter Peters, or as his friends call him, Zorba. Or Peter Squared. <laughs> <laughs> Peter to the power of two. <laughs> Um, look, he did a little thing for, uh, I don't know what it is. It's a funny thing that, it, that Sports Central or Sports Centre or, uh, yeah. I don't know, someone does it. And him and him and the Bulldog were there uh, being interviewed. And basically they brought up uh, the, uh, the Seagulls' problems uh, for the first two games of the season. Were we referring to the hashtag club in crisis? Yeah, ha- the club in crisis... Uh, the two 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 losses. Yep. Um, you know, were, were we in trouble? And then uh, obviously the HR problem, which we'll talk about in a minute. And um, basically, Bulldog brought the story around to the fact that Zorba's not on Twitter. Yeah. And he's not on any sort of social media. Um, and Peter's then, and you know, the 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 the, the sort of flack that Manly's been copying on Twitter about certain moves and all that kind of stuff. And um, basically, Peter Peters went on to describe all these people on Twitter, which I'm one of them, as sausage roll-eating no-hopers who've never cheesed anything and just want to kick back and have a go at those people who are actually trying to do something with their mm. lives. Okay. Now, that's... That's accurate. <laughs> well, I... No, I'm joking. I, yeah, of course. Well, well, no. I mean, I'm sure that describes a lot of people. <laughs> I want to know what... 
Peter, what Zorba has against sausage rolls, though. Well, he doesn't look like he's got anything against No, I'd say he looks he's like a pretty a good judge of a sausage <laughs> roll. What type of sausage roll do you reckon Zorba would have? Like a fancy one? Just, or just the... one that was in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> sauce? Uh, do you have sauce on it? No sauce. Um, I think he would, but I think okay. he'd have it separately. I think the sausage roll would go in the mouth, then he'd squeeze the sauce, <laughs> the sauce in the mouth, and then he'd just chew it all up together. Oh. Um... I think it brings me good to a point. I, I, I get what he's saying. Mm. He's going, well, who are you to make comments on us? We're all, we've all been in... Um, we're in the football and, game. Yeah. I've played football. Everyone commenting, and you just, you, you're nameless and you're faceless and you're out there and you're just having a go at these people. You wouldn't dare. I get it, but at the same time, this is the... I guarantee you go back a thousand years and the same conversations are going to be happening in ancient Rome about chariot drivers <laughs> or gladiators <laughs> did you see fucking biggest dickus couldn't swing a sword to fucking save himself what a fucking pussy if I was out there I would have that motherfucker in the net and I would have put a trident in the back of his neck you know like that's the yeah, same yeah. fucking thing Human nature. you go back five ten years ago mm. and it's the same conversations that people are having in a pub um, after they've watched a game. Yeah. But the conversations aren't changing. No. The difference is, is that Twitter is just out there for everyone to read. Instead of saying it to your, ma- instead of saying it to your one or two mates, yeah. you're saying it to anyone who has you're a mobile device. saying it to device. like 12 followers and yeah. 280 <laughs> porn bots. Did you get an extra, did you get an extra oh, follower? Yeah. Oh. Shout outs to... Uh... Ben DCA. <laughs> <laughs> no, to... Uh, I think her name's Savannah. And oh. she's, yeah, she, she just keeps wanting me yeah. to send a... You know, um, credit card details. Yeah, credit card details and go and check out her webcam. <laughs> Sounds like a fair deal. Yeah. Anyway. Could only be improving on Cyrus's webcam that we checked <laughs> yeah. out last week. That was right. fucking horrendous. Well, but, um, so I don't understand what... The only difference is people haven't changed. It's just that the players can now access those thoughts. Yeah. Instead of having to be at the game and yelling it out from the sideline and fucking hell you go to the hill and you went to the hill a couple mm. of weeks ago the shit that's yelled out then is horrendous mm. a hell of a lot worse than what's thrown, on that yelled out on the hill than you hear on twitter mm. you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know I, I think it's such a it's such a ridiculous argument you can see why they make it but if that were the case, no one's got any right. It's just like a, it's a, it's a GSM. It's a game set match. Well, your opinion is not valid because yeah. you yeah. didn't play first grade rugby league. Yeah. Um, he probably also, you know, Twitter does have its own idiosyncrasies where there's this outrage that happens. Mm. Like I saw it the other night with that bunker decision. Did you see there was the game where East Pen- Penrith. No, that was a shocker. But yeah. the the one on Thursday night... I've got to say, not to stray from the point, yeah. but the forward passes I feel this season have been yeah. out of control and we're only three rounds in. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know what's going on with the touch judges, mm. and I know what you're going to say, and I don't think it's because we've brought in a lot of female touch judges, and I know you're <laughs> going to say that, and I don't think that's it, and I'm slightly offended that you're even thinking it, Billy. Really. So let me just cut you off there. Yeah. So my bad. But really, they got one job. That's a lie. They got two jobs: making sure no one goes out, no forward, ma- no forward passes, and and offside kicker, which yeah. is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, well, anyway, yeah. Well, no, they they got one. Uh, the it was Melbourne Broncos, and Will Chambers 
put the ball down short of the line, mm. lost control of the ball, but kind of kept it under his arm and mm. rolled it forward with mm. his forearm. It's an unusual situation because then the ball ended up on the line with yep. his forearm on it. Yep. But you can't do that. You can't roll a ball along the yeah. ground and lose control of it, even if it is in contact with your arm. Yeah. But people were going on there. You know, the Twitter outrage mm. is a thing to behold, especially in this instance where the bunker's absolutely right, and they're not always right. So uh, in this instance, they were. No doubt people are sitting there just waiting to drop their zingers of, you know, the Simpson gif of time of pressing yeah, buttons. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But... It's it's a thing, and you know I'm sure Zorba probably doesn't understand that. But at the same time, it's a ridiculous argument. It is. Well, I mean, I mean, I always think whenever because it's a sporting argument. You've never played, so just yeah. shut the fuck up. It's like you know what? I've never been a politician, so are we all meant to just fucking kick back? Yeah. And go, oh, whatever you say, Tony Abbott. Yeah, that's right. You know, which to be fair, Manly's number one ticket holder, so I'm pretty happy to go along with anything he suggests. But I mean, it's it's. It's we're not in North Korea. Yeah, that's this is right. what we're here. We're here to question things. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can either listen or not. And if you don't like it, don't go on Twitter, which is all but doesn't. Yeah, I kind of feel that his fingers might be too big to work the, the fucking keyboard. But that's that's beside the point. Nor there. Yeah, that's you can get one of those wands and use it to, yeah. to dial. Technology. So it's there if he wants it. Yeah, let's just say that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find it a weak argument. Yeah, as well. Um, and, and, and also, I did, like, I, I tweeted the other day after the, the manly, famous manly victory, which we'll go into later, that, you know, I had a tear rolling down my eye on, on half, at full time. Now, clearly, I didn't have a tear. I wasn't really crying. It's more like But a... some guy just went berserk over it. He retweeted it. Fucking manly supporter <laughs> crying. It's like, I've never met this guy in my life, and he has gone... He's a Tiger supporter, and he's just gone ballistic because I've... Mm, had that, sort of had that work out for him? Tongue in cheek, yeah, well, he copped it then the next day because the same thing happened to him, but um, he got very emotional after the Tigers' loss by, what was it, 47,000 points or something? Yeah. Um, I've left him alone today after the JT sacking. <laughs> yeah, but, you're nice like that. You're you really know, a considerate I, I guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, after, after the Manly game, obviously, I didn't cry. Yeah. I, I, I was really happy. You ejaculated. But I took it out, in, I, yeah, I took it out in other ways. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. Richard's <laughs> realm. We all had a good night. Yeah. Oh, boom. <laughs> boom. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, and you know what? Everyone took it offend. Everyone was offended by Peter Bank saying, is, "Is he talking about Manly fans?" I think he was just talking about social media in, in in general. I don't think he was actually targeting Manly fans. And if he was, who fucking cares? Yeah. Everyone needs to have a thicker skin in this day and age. Yeah. He's a guy called. You, you, oh, I've you, met him. I've met him. I think he's. I I, I I think he's he's actually quite a charming person in real okay. life, to be honest okay. with you. And agree with or what he does or what he doesn't do but you know someone who's actually met him i found him quite nice to chat to and i don't i don't agree with everything he's done with the club but or what he gets involved in but fuck it, you know who cares it's just a yeah, yeah. game at the end of the day you know what i mean yeah move on and and he's right i mean we are all morons who don't understand the game <laughs> which make which concerns me because i'm a moron who doesn't understand the game but even I know Lewis Brown should not be playing. <laughs> so, if I'm a moron, I'm concerned what it makes them. But let's just let's just move on. Manly Seagulls owner Scott Penn backs new CEO Tim Cleary in power struggle with Bob Fulton. Uh, so we touched on this last week. Yes. And I, yeah. true to form, 
yeah. brushed aside. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I waved everyone on. Yeah. I put, Stop. like a horse that's broken down halfway through a race, I threw a little screen around it. <laughs> Stolen stamps. <laughs> of told everyone just to carry on as the vet with a shotgun walked behind it and put two in the head. Yeah. Um... Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. All made up, fabrication, slow media day. Yeah. Very safe, slow media day. It was a part of the global conspiracy <laughs> against Manly because of just the routine yeah. sacking. Yeah. Of, That's right. And I global will say... Warming, global warming yeah. and trouble brewing at Manly. Fake the news. the two biggest fake news items. We've got, to, we've got to focus on the issues. Yeah. Which is building a wall around Parramatta <laughs> and, and uh, vote fixing. Yeah, you know, and stop being stop being sort of distracted with this yeah. rubbish that's going. Look, on. I tried to tell you too. I tried to say eh, it's it's Bob Fulton's daughter. I thought you were just throwing back at me the old where they smoke this fire. Well, I did that too. <laughs> I did that too. But there was there were, You know what though? I lived through this with Para, and I was actually don't don't have me on record here. Like no one listens <laughs> okay, to this, do they? Yeah, the cut, turn these off. Yeah. <laughs> Bozo, it looked it looked for a day like it was going to go nuclear mm. because uh, one of the guys on Twitter picked it really well, I think, reading the play or someone. Well, a renowned Manly and Bozo hater. Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was a Manly he, no, fan. He, he, no, no, no. He okay. even admitted it the other day on Twitter. Okay. That, yeah, so... But he... It, it was shaping up in the classic Paris-style factional fight where Dennis Fitzgerald had his cronies mm. or his main crony at the at the SMH, Proshenko, writing an article and then a counter article had come out in the Telegraph and that noise came out, I don't know if you saw the story about um, allegations of improper conduct mm. and female staff being yep. uh, maybe, you know, put on stress leave and, yep. you know, saying inappropriate behaviour was taking place. And it mm. looked like it was going to get really ugly. Yeah. And I've got no doubt Bozo could have made it ugly. Well, it's... And it, it's it was going not... back and forth between the papers. It was sure. like watching a tennis match. Yeah. Boom, boom. You know, one one lot, one faction has one paper behind and the other That's faction right. has the other paper yeah. and just going bang, bang, bang. And the papers were, were having a field day yeah. with it. But to be fair, and I think you're going to... This is where It I'm didn't dead. go for very long. That's right. Yeah. And that, you know, credit to... I, I would say Bozo, I think, was the one who... I, I thought Cleary... Okay. Well, personally, I thought Cleary, other than being Ivan Cleary's brother... <laughs> isn't he? Isn't that Uncle one? to... Uncle. Uncle uh, to... Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. He's a proud uncle. Um, he came out with some pretty strong wording against Fulton, mm. where you look at Fulton, again, Manley's not been in a great position the last couple of years but there's a lot of reasons for that you know mm. and he came out with some pretty strong wording against bozo for a pretty new ceo in yep. a club that wasn't you know before this week yeah in it looking like they're in a great position uh and bozo didn't kind of push it to he didn't go nuclear which i thought i was mm. hoping to be honest would happen yeah which was what happened at para when a you think but the thing is about bozo right mm. The name puts you off a little bit, Bozo. <laughs> yeah. But I get the feeling with Bozo, he plays the long game. Yeah. He's playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, that's right. So he's going, yeah, that's fine. You can fine. take my bishop. Yeah. Yep, but your, no son, your son's yeah. never getting chosen yeah. for New South Wales. Yeah, you can take my bishop. Oh, no, you're beating me. You're beating me. Oh, no. Oh, don't take my knight as well. Oh, no. And then, boom, checkmate. Yeah, that's Bozo. I that's, can see that coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, you heard it first. So, I, but but I agree. You know, Cleary definitely got on the front foot. He went on the grill team. Yeah, which is on a rival network to the Screaming Eagles podcast. <laughs> so we don't like yeah. to talk about them we too much. We're head and head in the ratings with them. Um, and you know, he got on the front foot with it. Uh, you, you, you give it, you give the credit to Scott. Uh, sorry, to Bozo, not Scott yeah. Fulton. Yeah, no I can safely say in the history of the world, no one has given any credit to Scott Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> His dad gave him a bit of credit. That's about it. So um, you gave the credit to Bozo Fulton. I'm going to come out and so I give the credit to Scott Penn. Wow. Um, I think it's only something that could have been diffused by. The big boss. Yeah. And I think he's come out and he's... I think he kind of took care of both sides. He's hired a, he hired an outside HR mm. um, company to come in and sort it all out. Mm. Um, you got to remember that you, you, you're dealing with... And look, we've, we've worked in... You've worked in for a big corporation. Yeah. Um, I've worked for massive shows. Australia's number one show at the moment. Um, you know, you're dealing with people in no work situation does everyone get along. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it doesn't exist mm. unless you work for yourself. And mm. even then you might have some self-loathing. So <laughs> who's to say? But the difference is, is when something like this obviously is blown up and it hits the headlines and all the rest of it. But it's nothing that doesn't happen in any other workplace. And that's why HR has been, invent, you know, become so popular in the last 10 years yeah. is to sort all this kind of stuff out. And it feels like they've just gone down that road. Yeah. And you're dealing with two guys. You're dealing with Bozo Fulton, who's got a big ego and isn't used to backing down. And you're going with a former headmaster. Yeah. And you've got to remember, teachers are in a situation where they're always right. Yeah. Because they're dealing with people younger than them who they have a power over. And even yeah. if they're wrong, they can still make out they're right. Yeah. So, you know, I can understand from both point of views, but it seems to have seems to have been solved. Dissipated, at least, at the very Dissipated, least. Dissipated, yeah. correct. And, and, and if anything, I would say it uh, forged the, dare I say it, siege mentality Maybe. amongst the team. Maybe. Well, I tell you, it's obvious, but... Geez, a win. It's a results-driven business, isn't it? A isn't win it? A win takes so much pressure off. I mean, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah. And we'll talk about the game right after this ad break. But <laughs> Thanks dare, I say, Joy. dare I say, um, if there was a loss on the weekend, Jason Taylor wouldn't have been the only name in the papers. Maybe. So. Maybe. 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 Probably well, not, there'd be a lot of noise, wouldn't there? There would be a lot of noise. There'd be a lot of noise. Manasi Fainu, on Virgin flight to Townsville, works the aisles, helping staff collect rubbish. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that's a news story. Yeah. I mean, is that... So this has come from someone that you would not... You'd not get this news because no. he's one of the people, many people that have blocked you. Commonly referred to as... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vossi. Uh, so Vossi tweeted this, which I just found such a weird thing to tweet. Literally, and I quote, a rap for Seagulls under-20s player, Manasi Fainu, who worked the aisles helping staff collect is rubbish. That, is, that what, is that what is a good news? Is That's that what it's like come a feel-good story? Redemption. Is that someone cleans up after themselves these days? <laughs> like, is that it? Are we so hard up for... Yeah, for 
for everyday, actual for everyday heroes, people doing and, proper good stuff. But someone who actually picks up their peanut um, packet <laughs> afterwards and and hands it to a stewardess is considered a role model. Oh my god! Because I, of course, I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but I, of course, go the opposite way. When at McDonald's, I purposely leave my rubbish yeah. on the table. Absolutely. Because it employs people to come and clean it up after me. If we all if we all just cleaned up after ourselves, yeah. McDonald's would lay off millions of people. Millions. Millions. <laughs> so, <laughs> millions. Millions. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. So, well, I'm, hang on. You, what? There's, two, there's two sides to every story. And that's... I, just, I just... Okay, you know, I heard it. Hear What's that? It? It's the sound of Australia's GDP just increasing a little tick. <laughs> so yeah, so let's let's put Australians back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Do not clean up after yourself. Yeah. Choose the door. These could be our two campaigns. <laughs> Choose the door. Yeah. And leave it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say choose the... Leave, no, leave it on the table. Leave it on the table. There you go. All walks of life. Leave it on the, leave table. It on the table. Just walk out <laughs> and leave it on the table. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you. Put that tray near that bin. Don't take it with you. You are costing us you jobs. You put that in a lot of life. Don't take your travels with you. Don't take your Macca's raffle with you. <laughs> Just leave it on behind. The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Uh, so, Billy, this week we were joined by a very special guest, uh, Telegraph reporter Michael Carianis. Um, Michael and I go way back. Way back. Oh, months. <laughs> um, basically, June last year we go back to. Um, and uh, we, we, fought, we have a very, very special bond these days. <laughs> um, so I invited him on the program and he was actually good enough to accept yeah, uh, and huge props to that. Um, I question about coming on this show. Each week, yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it. So, <laughs> so um, well, well played, yeah, Michael. So great for Michael to come on. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, let's play the interview. Michael. Hey, how you going? Hey, it's Ben from the Screaming Eagles podcast. How you going? Good, mate. How are you? Very well. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, it's Ben, who I uh, I'm the guy you. Who harasses you on Twitter? Yeah, and um, are you, you going to stop now? Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see how the interview goes. <laughs> and then uh, Bill's here as well, who's uh, also on the podcast. Hey, hey, Bill, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. It's Bill and Ben, flower pot men. It's easy to remember. Um, Sweet. So, um, welcome to the podcast. You're the first uh, journalist to ever join us. We've had a few players, but never a journalist. So it's uh, it's exciting to have you on. So thanks for joining us. Oh, very good. Thank you for having me. Um, so just for everyone listening, do you want to just, just give us a brief uh, bio? You're, you work for the Daily Telegraph? Yeah, daily. I'm across the Daily and, and, and Sunday Telegraph. Um, I've been there for almost a year now, having spent three years at the City Morning Herald before that. Almost a year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and, 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 how, and, and then you were, what, three years before that, you were at the City Morning Herald, did you say? Yep, and five years before that, I was at a local paper called the St. George and Sutherland Shire Leader, which was also owned by Fairfax. Sutherland Shire, so you're a, you're a Sharky supporter? Uh, no, I grew up as a, in the St. George area, so... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. And have you always been 
Have you always been into rugby league or just yeah. sport in general? Like, w- w- did you always want to sort of go towards the rugby league journalism or was it just... Yeah, yeah. So I played footy from when I was five. I played league from when I was five. So okay. um, it's, it's been in my blood. Dad's a, a, a massive league fan. And, right. Um, the league's always been number one for me. And it was the... Uh, I was pretty clear what I wanted to do as a career path at, at a young age. And it was always rugby league journalism. So... Um, yeah, nice. I just worked my way towards that. Yeah, fantastic. And now you're second in charge behind Buzz, Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> that must feel pretty good. <laughs> I'm about 20 <laughs> Well, you, you, you should, well, you're the co-host on the uh, League Central, so I just assume that you're his right-hand man, right? Like... <laughs> no, we share the love on that show, don't worry. <laughs> um, well, actually, I, I was listening to the uh, League Central the other, the other morning with you and Buzz on it. Um, I know you guys are new to podcasting, so we've been doing this for three years. So can I just give you a little, a little advice? Yeah. Whoever's doing the recording, you need to turn down the level a bit more. Okay, I'll let them know. I'll let yeah. them know this week's one. Just, just, just let them know because you were getting a bit of distortion when Buzz was getting a little bit excited there. I think someone, <laughs> yeah. I think someone mentioned the Sharkies, and he obviously went berserk, and. Um, and uh, yeah, you, 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 you were sort of getting a little distortion there. So you just need to turn the whole thing down a little bit, and then you, and then you're away. Um, so just just for the audience, for everyone who's not on Twitter and haven't been following mine and uh, Michael's uh, relationship, our uh, star-crossed relationship. Um, uh, basically, um, Michael, you wrote a story. Uh, I'd be close to a year ago. I think it was June, wasn't it? The beginning of June. Yeah, it was just after, I think it was State of Origin 1 last year, I think. Yeah, okay, so it was like 1st or 2nd of June or some, somewhere around there, I think it was. Um, and the not to go into the story quite yet, but um, I took exception to it because um, it was mainly about Manly and some accusations that were thrown around and being a huge Manly supporter, especially after the season, the previous season that we just had. Um, Obviously, I was feeling, you know, a little bit delicate, <laughs> to say the least. You know, we had Tuvi get thrown out. We've got Trent Barrett in there, injuries galore, you know, all the rest of it. And, um, yeah, I, 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 was, I was a bit like a hungover, you know. I was a little hungover from it all, and then you were there just starting to poke with a stick. But um, I will say that uh and 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 i'm i'm someone who will admit when they're wrong michael that's yeah. you ask anyone and, <laughs> and they'll back me up on that um when you wrote that you were enemy number one yeah and i thought well i hate this guy and i wouldn't say that i wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire because <laughs> i would but i would have made sure i had asparagus first <laughs> so but so I went after you on Twitter, and i got to say, after about six months of me niggling and niggling and assuming I would get blocked at any moment, I went into a game, this guy's going to block me for sure. <laughs> you did not block me, and you took it all in your stride. And i got to say, like, you've gone from enemy number one to... Well, I, I don't, I don't want to say immortal. I wouldn't say you're up there with immortal. But, you know, you, you've got my absolute respect because there's, there's a lot of... Yes. Yeah, clap. Abs- absolute clap because there's a lot of journalists out there, Danny Widler, who will um, block over anything. You can just... Yeah. You can ask him the time of day and he'll go, how dare you, and you get blocked. And so, uh, yeah, i, I got to say, I, I was pretty impressed. I was, I was pretty impressed by that. 
thank you. Like, I, I'm not much of a blocker on, on Twitter. <laughs> um, unless it's full on fields. Like, as long yeah. as it's... As long as it's respectful and people, if people want to take me to the top, take my stories to task, then that's their prerogative. Like, this is emotion is what builds rugby league. It's what we all love. Like, I'm still a fan, so yeah. I get emotional, and that's what it's all about. And um, you know, a, a lot of things are said on Twitter is what half my mates are texting me anyway. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's not, it's not that big of a deal. And I like to reply. To, I try and reply to everyone. Yeah. If I can. Um, I'm not inundated by any, any stretch either, so it's not ridiculous. But, um, yeah, if people take the effort to reply. I always reply to emails regardless of, of what they say. Always reply to emails regardless. Yep. Um, and tweets are the same. If people are going to take their time to read and engage with a story, I, I think if I'm going to be on Twitter, it's my obligation to um, interact. And if I don't want to interact, I'll delete it. And, and do you think that's because... Um I mean, I don't want to say that you're a young whippersnapper, but you're obviously yeah, on the, yeah. the younger side of most sort of sports journalists yeah, out there. Do you think sure, that has yeah. a big, has a lot to do with it? Like you sort of understand social media a bit more than sort of and Zorba, Gus. or Gus, for instance, or Gus, <laughs> or, you know. I'm not going into specific people, but I, I, I would say, like, if you look at, uh, like, some of the journals have been doing it longer than I've been alive, literally. Yeah, yeah. Right, so... Uh, I, I like to think that, you know, I'm a bit fresh. Obviously, I'm fresher, I'm, I'm younger, I've still got a lot to learn, but um, a point of difference is engaging in, in, in that social media side and um, being aware of, of what um, social media can do for not only uh, the brand of the Telegraph, but my personal brand as well, I guess. And do you, with the Twitter, though, because it's so instant... And so it gets information out there so quick. I mean, I joined Twitter initially just to get news. I, I didn't jump. Yeah. I didn't jump yeah. on there because I really wanted to socialise with people. Or troll journalists. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. That was. I mean, just because I was blocked by Andrew Voss the first day I was on there has nothing to do with me trolling or anything like that. But um, I just uh, it was it was to get the information because it was always so quick and fresh. Yeah. And do you think that's sort of changing the way sports journalism? It, journalism is it, it doesn't give you that grace period of well the newspaper isn't coming out for 12 hours so i can just i've got to get this out now or josh masood is gonna beat me to the yeah. punch yeah yeah there's definitely there's definitely that part of it as well like i know back in the day there used to be um multiple editions of the paper yeah now we've got uh, multiple editions they just delivered online yes um, right so so it, it's always evolving like it, it's very hard like for me uh, as a purist i grew up reading the paper my mates don't read papers right and my right. you know they'll, they'll go to, when they're having a coffee they'll to see if i've got any jibber in the paper that's about their extent of <laughs> right. engaging with with the newspaper but yeah um for me there's nothing better than um picking up the newspaper and having an exclusive story in there like it's still got that that bang that buzz yes. as well, and um, but you're right. It's it's changing. It's evolving, and uh, holding on to stories like like trying to work for the Sunday Telegraph and trying to keep a story for three or four days is, is near impossible. Yeah, because uh, things just don't hold. Even as much as they did three years ago when I first, or well, four years ago now when I first started in the daily um, world. Um, so it's it's evolving. It's constant, and it's. Um, an interesting little world that we're, we're, we're part of at the moment. Well, well, I even noticed that, like, with the League Central podcast, which is new to this season, I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. it is, it is, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they were, this morning, um, I won't say they were talking about 
um, Jason Taylor because um, it was hard to understand because everyone was talking over each other. Um, <laughs> but um, I think they were all talking about it exactly the same time from what I could kind of gather from, from the bits and pieces that I could hear. But it was interesting, even podcasts now are beating the radio to the punch. Like yeah. that podcast, I listened to it while I was driving around this morning at about, I think it was like 10, 30, 11 this morning. And then... You know, it wasn't until 6 o'clock that Triple M, you know, where you used to have to listen to all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. For the stuff during the day, Triple M comes on at 6 o'clock and they'd been beaten to the punch by about six hours, you know what I yeah. mean, by the podcast yeah, coming out. So I, I, I still remember when growing up and Peter Bosley used to have his show on, on CUE before Brandy and Gibbsy took it over and sitting around with Dad and over dinner and stuff, listening to the news of the day because that's yeah. where you used to get all your news from before the paper came out. So, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's changed now where exactly we can go in, we can do a podcast and have it out there within 20 minutes of all the story breaking. You just got to grab someone in the office, you got a phone, you're happy to go, bang. Yeah. And you just you, you just get it happening. And, can I suggest, um, though, next time you wait, maybe take 30 minutes and just get the sound right? before Take that extra 10 minutes. Take that extra 10 minutes. I, I may be young, but I'm not that tech savvy. So I'm just going to pass the message on. Okay. Yeah, this is coming from, if you listen to some of our back episodes, we, we've had some that are stereo, but they only happen in one ear. So. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, it's been, I've learned through trial and error, by no yeah. means. Like, it's taken us three years to work out, you know, how to actually get it right. But that, that's why I was just passing on that. So I guess that, I mean, talking about the League Central podcast, um, and, you know, like I said, I've already apologised to you. I sort of cast you in the, in the wrong light. Um, and, 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 you know, so, so I hope you accept my apology. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and in that spirit, I hope you too will offer up an apology um, to not just me, but to, to, to the Manly fan club. No, don't do um, it. For admitting that maybe that story released on June the 2nd wasn't uh, entirely true. And in, this, and in this day and age of rushing stories out, having to beat everyone to the punch, that perhaps you rushed out a little too early before doing your due diligence. Ooh, no, no. No, 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 it's a, it's, it's a police investigation, so... Um, if it wasn't a police investigation, we wouldn't have reported it. Michael, so you know, a, a wise man once said on League Central podcast, if the refs just admit they're wrong, everyone moves on and it becomes a non-story. A wise man once said that. Okay? So I, I urge you to just apologise to everyone and then we can just put this ugliness behind Don't us. do it. Don't do it. Uh, so you've if, got a, yeah, you've got a parafan here. If the police apologise, I'll report the police. <laughs> okay, but, well played, okay yeah. but in all seriousness, I completely understand why you um, put that story out there. It makes sense from what you've said. You were probably only at the Daily Telegraph for a few weeks before you got wind and you wanted to, you know, show Buzz that... <laughs> You know, you were, you were his heir apparent, but um, no. But, but in all seriousness, I, I, I do understand that. Like you, you hear about something like this, and, and you've got to get it out there. You know, there's no point sitting on it because Josh Masood is probably there waiting, and he's going to find out about it five minutes uh, later. And uh, or, or I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something about that story. Every, okay. every, every. So we're obviously talking about the match fixing story, right? Yeah. Every journal. I, don't, I wasn't sure if we were allowed to name it. Can we call it the match fixing story? Well, the, the, yeah. the allegations, yeah. the allegations, yeah. allegations surrounding match fixing in the NRL. Yes. Um, so most journalists in Sydney were on that story. 
okay. that were that, like it, it had gone around and gone around. I yep. got the tip. Yes. That um, police were looking at match fixing in the NRL. I received a statement from police and reported the statement. Hence, that's how the story broke. Police weren't willing to go on the record. I don't know if we. You couldn't write the story without police going on the record. So right, that was that was the starting point. Okay. And I, I guess. But you did write the is... but you did write the story without the police going on the record. No, they gave a no, statement. No, no, oh, they no, did no, get. No, no. Sorry, they did no, no, no. give a statement. Did you say? Yeah, I've got the sta- I got the statement, and that's when okay. I bang online straight away with it. Okay. And and and, there are, and there's been other um, times, I guess, throughout um, this scenario where, where things have been proven wrong and. Yeah. Um, players are being falsely named, and um, you've just got to be—you know—you've just got to be careful. But I mean, uh, how vague was your information, though? Like, did you have a, did you have a lot more information, and you just decided, well, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to go too into it. I'm just going to I'm just going to put the bare minimum out there and say, look, they're looking into it, and and sort of went at, went at it that way. Well, it's, it's very tricky legally as well yeah. because you can't just pass um, aspersions on, on players and name players and um, uh, without proof. And I, I, yeah. I guess the, the burden of proof is what the police are looking at at the moment. Um, I mean, it's I, been I, I, it's been a long time though. They've been looking for a long time. Oh, for sure, though. for sure, yeah, yeah, for sure they have, for sure. So what they found. I've got no, I'm not sure. They've been very, very tight-lipped since the story broke. Right. Um, I'm, I'm expecting them, once the findings come out, to explain themselves mm. rather than journalists have to explain themselves. I, I'm thinking that it's, it's going to be the, the police to, to give us a rundown on what they did and, and didn't find and what they were looking for and what sparked their investigation. Because at, at the end of the day, police are investigating. So as soon as police are investigating... Yep. alleged match, match fixing in the NRL. Yes. It's a, it's a big issue. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess, and I guess it wasn't so much for me, and, I, and obviously, you know, like I said, I was feeling pretty raw <laughs> after the previous season. Um, you know, we were, we, I felt like we were the NRL punching bag there for, for 2015. Um, but I, I completely get you writing it and putting it out there. I guess it, it seemed... It seemed a little bit over the top for me for when you went on the footy show and sat down on the serious stools, you know, in the, in the, um, in the rowing machine challenge area of the footy show. So they, put the, they, took the, they took the rowing machines out there and they put you guys in there. And it just seemed like, it seemed like a story that was unproven and kind of vague and just like, well, it's very early stages... Hello. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm gonna call on the on the phone. Sure. <laughs> hey, Michael. <laughs> Michael, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. I obviously. Well, it just seemed that. A landline Do you feel like it's it, it made a bit like it just felt it was added more to the story when when you went on when when it was brought onto the footy show and there was a special segment when it was kind of vague at the time. Do you do do you know what I'm saying, or do you, do you not really feel that that was the case? Oh, I, I, like I can, but it's the story everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Time. So yeah. If, if I'm not talking about it, someone else is going to talk about it. So it wasn't like um, it, it wasn't like it was a, a quiet issue that everyone's drummed up. Yeah. Potentially, potentially, 
right? If it's right, and this is what I said at the time, potentially if it's correct, yeah, it'd be the biggest story in rugby league because it, it, it hits at the core of what everything we care about. We can talk about Tim Simona. If I'm a Tigers fan, I'm filthy with Tim Simona. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because he betrayed the trust, which is what the game is built upon. And as a fan and as a lover of the game, once the integrity of the game is put into question, we have nothing left. Yep. And, and, and that's the issue. Whether the story um, turns out to be right or wrong, it, 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 it's a separate issue because what we were reporting on was that there was a police investigation, and that is a thousand percent correct, and will always be correct, regardless of what the end of, end of outcome is. Okay. That's, that seems fair enough. So I, I know you're busy, so we'll, 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 we'll wrap it up. Can I, just, I just got three more questions for you. Uh, I'm in no rush. So. Have you got... Okay. So I, just, I guess the one thing is from a journal... And look, I'm going to name names. How does something like the Channel 7 story... And if you don't want to answer this, that's fine, or you don't know or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. How does a Channel 7 story about Steve Maddai having his phone taken off him get out there when it was completely false. Like, how does something like, how, how like, it's just, it not, none of it was true. Like, how does something like that get out there and, and, and be proven, you know, and as it turns out, he won $50,000 and Channel 7 had to print a retraction, which was a very small retraction, which I then retweeted about 137 times every time Channel 7 wrote something. But um, how, how does something like that happen? I, I don't know specifically about the, the Matt Eye case, so I don't want to talk specific. Sure, okay. Um, um, about um, things, but I, I guess at the end of the day, everyone um, gets things wrong in their job, I guess, at, at some stage. Ours is just, it's like a player dropping a ball. Ours is just scrutinised tenfold. And sure. It does have, it does have impact on, on people's lives. And, um, yeah. You know, uh, the, the journalist in, in question is a very, very good journalist who's got a lot of things right and has broken a lot of stories. So um, when I first saw the story, my initial reaction was, hell, um, he must have been right just because of how good that journalist is uh, at news breaking and at news gathering. But yeah. um, um, what, what I can say is that um, about that story, I was in the office that day, yeah. and I was asked to write the story, and I said, "Well, I can't write the story because I do not know if it's true." And not, I didn't write the story. Hey, Michael, not all heroes wear capes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've won that award. You've won a, that award this week. Well done. Well, I, I, I've saved the company. A few yeah, months. you're an Anz, you're an Anzac legend. <laughs> you should ask for a fifty grand bonus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> but it's just one of those. It's it's just one of those. I, I don't know. I'm not sure how, how it happened or, or, or what it went. But I will I will defend. I've got stuff wrong, and I will get stuff wrong again. Yeah. Um. Just um. Yeah. Hopefully, not something like that. I guess I'm not sure. So can I can I just can I quote you? In which <laughs> saying that you will finish though this match fixing story, you will you will you will follow it till the end. If if the if the oh. if the police at the end if the police come out and say we found nothing wrong, everyone we're, we're, accused story, indirectly yeah. right or wrong uh, is exonerated, then then you will follow that story and you'll you'll write about that and say the story that came out a year ago it's nothing's been proven you know boom and put a nice little bow on it and we can all wrap it up and put an end to it. Well, I, I... I don't know exactly how the story will play out, but what 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 I what I will say is that 
once the police announce their findings, provided I'm around, yeah. I will, well, you know, I'd like to do the story regardless of, of what um, they find. So um, it's not about the story. <laughs> this story is not about me. It's not about Vendetta or anything like that. I don't need to be justified. I was justified in writing it in the first place, so I don't need any more justification for um, for, for what happens. But um, uh, you know, if I'm on and it's on and there's yep. a press conference, I'll, I'd like to be there for sure. Okay. Can I? Okay. So I've just got Billy. Just wants to ask you something. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm. So I'm not a manly fan. I'm kind of the chief antagonist on this podcast. But uh, I have the unfortunate honour, I guess, of being a para fan. Um, and I'm just, you know, touching on Ben's discussion about new media forms and Twitter and, you know, looking at what's happened to Rugby League Week, etc. Do you find that, like, is there any push for journos uh, when there is blood in the water for a specific team or do specific teams get more hits? Is, you know, do, is that something you have to be wary of or do you just play whatever's no, in front of you? No, a story's a story. Okay. Uh, but obviously... Uh, you know the the big Sydney clubs attract more interest than yep. you know an out of, out of Sydney side. But I think like last year um, I did a story on um, uh, Stephen Kearney replacing uh, Andrew McFadden as coach. But it, like that's in New Zealand, but it's still a news story. So yeah, yeah, like, definitely. So there's there's no there's no um, I guess like obviously we 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 write about Sydney teams, yeah, lively speaking. But you know there's Parramatta get harsher treatment than the tidy no not not so much harsher treatment just do you find like is there a push for clicks i guess do you find that not because para's got bigger supporter base but once you get that momentum you you can get a bit of like a a frenzy type where everyone likes reading the news because and, and, and i guess you kind of saw it last week with manly when you know the bob fulton drama was happening then all of a sudden every second headlines about Manly, um, you know, it feels... A whole lot of yeah, the... lotto trouble is the <laughs> one I like the most. That was gold, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I guess it's just... It, it's all timing, too. If, yep. there's nothing, if there's nothing else on, then a story will get flogged, too. Yeah. It's death, because we have to write about something, I guess. But there's no... There's no, there's no metric that we're being told. Okay. Oh, you need to focus on this, or you need to write about this, or you know, clicks are really good on this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or anything like that. No, it's just the the news of the day dictates where we end up, and you know, our, our days take dramatic turns as um, those guys that were on today would have um, realised with, with Jason Taylor. <laughs> hey, um, so Michael, I just got one more for you. Um, yes. What's it like working for Buzz Rothfield? <laughs> I don't work for Buzz. <laughs> okay, what, what's it like to be, work in an office with Buzz Rothfield? Well, Buzz is my desk colleague, so I stare okay. at Buzz's head all day. Uh, so, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's great. He's been great. He's been really welcoming and really helpful um, to, you know, since I, I made the switch. Yep. Um, and he was someone that I, that I spoke to when I was in the process of working out where I wanted to go. And... Um, He's been he's been great for for uh, a young guy like me coming through, and um, you know his experience and um, his contacts and, and stuff. You know he he broke the Tim Simona stuff, he broke the Jason Taylor stuff today. So yep. you know he's he's the best newsbreaker in the game. So why wouldn't I sit there and try and pick his brain and and, right. and, and, and learn a, a fair bit off him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks a lot for joining us tonight, mate. Really appreciate it. 
No worries, guys, and enjoy. Okay, thanks a lot. It was uh, good talking to you, and hopefully we'll uh, chat again when you issue that apology. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Michael. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Screaming Eagles Podcast. Walker, successful first one of the night. Well, Manley's in front. It's Grand Ball. And a dummy half goes to Grand Ball. He reckons he scored. He twisted. He turned. Green, Jerry Evans. This time on the left side. Has turned to the run. It'll be a drive for Tafua. Felt lost his footing. And Jerry Evans, now the 40-20. Then Jerry Evans, the kick. Down. Here goes Tommy Turbo! Tommy Turbo's away! Bowen chases! Morgan chases! Give it up, boys! Tom Grabojevic runs close enough to 100! Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team, we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in a mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out Life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, Every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy 
who's willing to die, who's gonna win that itch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Let's talk about the game. Mm. Um, Farlap, <laughs> the Rats of Trebrook, uh, the Kokoda Trail. Mm. Just, just a few of <laughs> some brave Australians who have, against the odds, battled and been victorious in our great, great history. Well, we can add another <laughs> name to that illustrious ledger. The 2017 Manly Seagulls. Wow. So, so he, not all heroes wear capes. They get they get all the they, they get everything. Not all heroes wear capes. They chose the door. Mm. They get everything this week. Look, I'm I'm Redem- you can't spell redemption without rugby league. They get that award this week as well. Is there anything? Uh, any, they get everything except for the club in crisis. They do. They <laughs> anything from, but that. Yeah. Well, they were. They were club in crisis on Monday and by Saturday. I, I smelt an upset Yeah. this week. I, 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 I smelt it. I did, it. did that have anything to do with the fact that... It smelt like a bunning sausage sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could see it coming, and then when you smelt it, it was delicious. It was at, at the right price. Oh. A little $2 coin, and you're in heaven. I just vomited a bit in my mouth. <laughs> Um, An yep. injury ravaged Cowboys. <laughs> I saw. I saw the headline. Well, sure, but then what the fuck does that say? Let, let's talk about the bright points. I don't want to get. I don't want to get I'm, into. I'm the throwing it out before. here. I know. I'm throwing it but out. That, but that has been a few of the headlines. Yeah, I did see that. Like against a weakened Cowboys side. Cool. What the fuck do you call Manly at the moment? We've got three props out. 
Mm. Four props out. I don't mm. really count Lloyd Parrott, but sure, I'll put him in there just because, why not? Boost the numbers. Because it gives people a bit of a giggle to think of Lloyd Parrott as a prop. Yeah. So I'll just say it. One of our best, Lloyd Parrott. <laughs> <laughs> Out at the moment. Against against all odds, um, forgot to actually... Oh, shit, I should have... Anyway. What was it? Michael Carianis during his podcast. Sure thing. They have a thing called sure thing, as in pick one game who you know the outcome's going to be. Yeah. He picked Cowboys over Manly. Wow. I forgot to fucking hit him with that. Okay. Cheeky prick. Anyway. <laughs> Love you, Michael. <laughs> um, we should, when you're editing this, maybe put... Put him closer to the start. Yeah. Put news, then put, because he sort of fit... Put yeah, news, so. and then do... My, oh, and we should do an intro for for him. Yeah, we'll do it after this. Yeah. And then I'll shut it around. Um... I thought it was yeah. So we went up there two two games down, and I thought we put on, we played basically we played like the team that played. It was two years. Well, no, I, I want to say it's the team that it was like the team that played round one defensively. Yeah. We dropped the ball. <laughs> Our offense wasn't perfect by no means. Mm. We dropped the ball plenty of times. They were in on our line yeah. so many times, but we held them out. And it, and to be honest. They didn't even look like scoring. No. We had two men in every tackle. Like, we backed... It, it's like they backed each other to go, yep, I know you're going to get this. You grab him first. Then I can come in and jump on top of him and smother the ball. I can come off the man I was marking and come in and smother the ball so he doesn't get the hole. They didn't even look like they were going to score. No. And the only thing I would say that was clicking a little bit more as opposed to the Eels was, dare I, dare I use the, the, the word... Spine, yeah, the spine. But it just seemed like our spine was was clicking a little bit more. I still saw and, Appy, Appy threw a few dodgy passes, a couple of dodgy passes. But you take them, don't you? But you know, mate, coming. he tackled. Yeah, he not only does he not only did he tackle a lot during that game, he fucking tackled hard. He put some big hits on people. Yeah, and yeah, he can't pass. <laughs> sure, some people might put that in the negative column. <laughs> When you're a hooker, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but at least he has some positives, and that is he definitely can tackle. Yeah. He can definitely tackle, and he got a couple of good little breaks there. He didn't get any penalties from it, but yeah. he got a couple of little breaks there up the middle. Um, and let, let's just let's just talk about it now. DCE. DCE. He's no matter anyone who talks shit about DCE during that game are just people who hate us and de- and. I don't want to. I don't want to use. I don't want to. I just keep using catchphrases, but haters are going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's haters gone hate. Haters <laughs> gone hate. Yeah. Yeah. And all I can say is them. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> hey, Billy, catch, catch me, me outside. How about that? How about that? Um, he he had a great game. He really did. The first ten minutes, he was finding his legs, and then as soon as he hit that twenty forty. Some people call it a fully 20. Yeah. But it was actually more of a 30 20. Yeah. Um, and what a great kick. Changed the game. What a great kick. It, it sped across. Mm. It, was, it was pinpoint. And it did. It changed the game. We went on to score that in that next possession. And it just gave confidence to the whole group that, fuck, we can, we can actually win this. And I thought he had a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, faultless. Well, they there had a bit, are, of, they had a bit of ticker. Pointless. They've been, I think, as a like I don't, I'm not a manly fan, so. Mm. But you watch their performances, and there's been so much disquiet mm. about manly, and I don't think, 
I mean, we're all irrational fans at mm. times, but I think what was really grating on people was, you know, Manly, even when they weren't talented, they were always, they'd, you, they'd always have a go. Mm. And uh, they didn't look like they were. And then something happened in this game where, uh, like, Nate Miles mm. was, or not, they, they well, just I'm didn't gonna, have I'm that gonna resilience. Dis- I'm going to disagree. I thought the first game against the Eels, re- even though we lost, yeah. I felt they had ticker during that game. I just felt we got... Let's be honest, you didn't win by that much. Yeah. You know? Um, one of the tries was lucky. But anyway, I don't want to go into that. You won, and you won fair and square. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of fifth tackle penalties on our... But anyway, let's not go yeah, into let's that. let's not worry about Let's not go into that. But I thought the ticker was there, and we put in during that game. I felt like we went away for it, and during the South game. And it was just like, well, what, yeah. I feel like we're back. But it feels like this this Cowboys game, we once again were there for each other. And I felt like we really, like you said, we, we put in and, and we didn't give up. Well, even guys like Nate Miles, who's been anonymous, was, right. was again, he he's not a brilliant player, but he played yeah. well. And, and you just got to look at his Brent stats Lawrence, for the game, though. You've you got know, to look at his stats for the game. He knocked out Tom Trevojevic. <laughs> he gave away four penalties. Yeah. And he knocked himself out. Perfect. I that's mean, what you want. That's you can do that every game. Good stuff from the big man, is all I can say. <laughs> Did he shit in anyone in the, in the hallway? Brenton Lawrence, I have this on good authority from Matt Shervington. Yeah. Brenton Lawrence, the fastest man over 20 metres. <laughs> I'm not joking. He, he, he ran down a couple of the Cowboys halves. He's fucking quick. Mm. If he had the ball handling, I don't think his ball handling's there, but if his ball handling was better, he could be in the second row. He is fucking lightning. He's like a rat up a drain pipe. <laughs> a he really is like big rat. He is like Zorba on a sausage roll. <laughs> He's fucking all over it. Oh. Um, and I felt like, in terms of the forwards, I think Nate Miles put some big hits in there. And I think he injured a few people. And yeah. he looked angry, which I liked. But in terms of inspirational for our forward pack, I thought it was all Brenton Lawrence. Brenton Lawrence. I, I, I would say DCE for the backs. And Brenton Lawrence for the forwards were our two greatest players. Yeah. Like, just, they just outplayed them. Well, DCE was copping it all week, too. He was copping it all week. And I, from I, no good hacks. Well, you know, they had a point. Like, everyone's got a point. Yeah. Again, though, I'm, you know, I don't like DCE, mm. but I've always said he's an exceptionally talented halfback. And anyone who says he's not, as you said, mm. they're just not watching him or they're just, they're just letting their emotions. What I think he brought that maybe he hadn't brought in previous weeks, and let's not forget it's round three. Yeah, you know, Um, but I think it got to him the talk, and he led. Now he he tries every week, Mm. but he really they were down, and those that forty twenty those little runs. His kicking game was excellent, and it just using the cliche, it just laid a platform for them and it gave them some direction because when they are, it's still a pretty young team. Do you think being up against Jonathan Thurston was extra motivation from him? The guy who got him kicked out of the Origin team? Yeah, maybe. I thought Thurston looked ordinary. He looked very ordinary. They all, they looked terrible, didn't they? And can I just say, and not to harp on about the blows of Manly. Yeah. I I don't want to do that. Because I've done it for two seasons. Yeah, let me get the violin. But let me just say, get the vi- Billy, get your violin out. Um, I just want to say that, like, the people who are coming out, and you know, we touched upon this earlier in the podcast, saying, "Oh, an injury ravaged Cowboys," and "Oh, it wasn't." That's been Manly for the last two seasons. DCE 
has been playing against different halves, partners, different forward packs, different... We have not had the same 17 on the paddock for more than two games in a row. Game two and game three was the first time we've had, and, and this is I looked this stat up, it's the first time we've had the same 17 on the paddock for, actually we changed Sean Lane so it wasn't the same 17, but the same 13 I should say, yeah. on the paddock for the last two seasons. Mm. Like, and, and oh, lo and behold, DC plays well. And Jonathan Thurston is now getting a taste, and the Cowboys have been pretty good when it comes to injuries yeah. for the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Thurston's getting a taste of what it's like to play against a side that hasn't played together that very much and they're having to make changes because of injuries. Yeah. Oh, and lo and behold, he's made to look second rate. Let's be honest. Yeah. Second rate. They were all I mean they had they had opportunities and as you said they just didn't look like They never looked like crossing. Crossing, they're throwing dumb passes, they're dropping the ball and I think the pressure was also that kicking game, but it shows you how important the forwards are because when yeah. the forwards are moving, that's right, and it gives gives DC a bit of time. He wasn't trying to overplay his hand. Um, it was a good. It was a good performance. And that length of field try by well, lucky, T. lucky for him, Beautiful both Scott soccer, wasn't there. Beautiful soccer skill. So J, so JT puts a little kick in, and I've watched it over and over again because it's unbelievable. <laughs> JT. Puts the kick in, Tom Trevojevic blocks it with his foot and kicks it up high enough that he can then re- run and get it on the full and then thanks yeah. for the field try. Wow. It was spectacular. <laughs> it was breathtaking. It was like watching a David Attenborough documentary <laughs> along uh, on, on the African plains. Uh, he took off and no one was ever going to catch him. Tommy he, Turbo. Tommy. At Datsun. full flight, breathtaking. <laughs> I changed my pants at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I could get. I got that sense. <laughs> it was, it was a, a great victory against it was possibly well... one of the dirtiest teams in the comp. <laughs> you say <laughs> that say every that. week about dare whoever you play. Dare I say that? No, I look. Haters are gonna hate, but catch me outside. Yeah, no, I won't keep saying that. But I, I thought everyone stood up. It'll be interesting now to see. We got our forwards back. We've got two of our forwards back anyway next week. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how the team gels now. So, yeah. Sean Lane, I thought, he only had very limited minutes. He played for 10 minutes, I think it was. Uh, he made a nice little break, though, and uh, set up Jackson Hastings. <laughs> Your man. Redemption. Yeah. Rugby League. Wow. Goes together like... Strawberries and cream. Like sausages like a, and like, rolls. <laughs> sausages and rolls. Like a guy and a girl. Oh. They're a perfect match. <laughs> Shout out to Coopers. <laughs> um, yeah, Jackson. So Jackson Hastings got a little... He got a little meat pie. Got a little Not meat a sausage pie, roll. which is nice. Yeah. Um, off a Sean Lane break. And that'll oh, be interesting to see what happens. Now, the big takeout, Manly, mm. they don't like playing at home. No. Is a merger. Is another merger. A remove. A move well, somewhere. Well, we're, we're none from two at Lotto Land. But you're our one... Numbers, our numbers coming up this weekend. One from, one from one wearing Lotto Land on the jersey. What happened there? Like, no. URM's gone as the jersey sponsor, and it was Lotto Land on their jersey. No, it was URM on the front and Lotto Land on the back. That's how it's always been. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. URM have taken the place of... One of the great sponsors of the game, Coco Joy. That that little misunderstanding. Yeah. Oh, 
Happens all the time. Well, I thought. Uh, I thought you so won't get that misunderstanding. No, with, you are. You won't get that mis- misunderstanding with Tim Cleary at the helm. That's true. You, when you're fired, you know you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had Lotto Land on the front this week. Mm. Anyway, we'll. we'll uh, th- there's no way we'll ever be able to figure that out. If only there so, was some sort of worldwide information so that we could. We'll just tap have into. to. We'll have to leave that one as an open. Open like, question. Like the building of the pyramids. <laughs> and the Bermuda Triangle will leave it as one of history's great mysteries. <laughs> Was it URM or Love Land on the front? No one will ever One know. of the mysteries, though, that we can solve is that Paris still doesn't have a sponsor for the front of their jumper. They've got the Parrot Eels. <laughs> Sponsored by the Parrot yeah. Eels. Do they get that sponsorship in little brown paper bags? No. We're, uh, mate, we're, a, we're an up, um, upstanding club now. So I'm looking forward to next week. We have a losing record longer against the Canterbury Bulldogs than we do against the Parramatta no way. We've had that for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see how we go against Des. He's got the hoodoo on us. Even we more than we, Parramatta. Yeah, even wow. more than Parramatta. We haven't won against the Canterbury in three years. So it'll be interesting to see how we go. Uh, but it's not at Lotto... Is it at Lotto Land? It's at Lotto Ooh. Land. Well, this is the first time we've played him at Lotto Land. That's true. Hey, clean slate. Clean slate. <laughs> Just like when AFB signed with Manly, yeah. clean slate. All... All past <laughs> sins forgotten. You can, we are the uh, John the Baptist of the NRL. <laughs> the NRL is the John the Baptist here. I'm, I'm dialing it up on the NRL app. Last week, URM was on the front. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so they've changed. Like yeah. the first two games had URM on the front. Right. And maybe, the away, maybe the away strip is Lotto, Lotto Land. Land. Yeah, maybe. But that they is weird that they change the sponsor. Yeah. That's what I'd, I'd kind of... Like, because if you go back to... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, URM. Yeah. On the home strip. But then Lotto Land on the, the green block. Yeah, so believe yeah. it's in. Yeah. Interesting point. Lotto yeah. Land for a waste strip I, and URM on the home strip. I do make good points. You do make good points. <laughs> for a non... For a sausage roll eating yeah. dummy, you make good points. <laughs> oh. Yeah, can I just touch on... The last thing I just want to touch on. Yeah. Dylan Walker. Seven from seven. Yes. Now, what, what's going on there? I don't know. I traded him out of my supercoach <laughs> side last week after that pathetic performance. I went, fuck you. You'll feel this. And I felt, I I don't want to take credit. Yeah. But I think. You're trading him out. Like Obi-Wan when Alderaan was blown up and he felt as if a thousand, millions of voices cried out and then were suddenly silenced. Yeah. I feel that at that moment, Dylan Walker looked up and his girlfriend said, what happened? He goes, I felt something. And she I said, felt like... She said, was it the sleeping pills? She said, no. <laughs> no, no. Different feeling. <laughs> Not this time. I feel, I feel like someone's just traded me out of Supercoach. I feel like I, I really need to work on my kicking. Yeah. So to Manly fans listening, which is 99% of you, <laughs> except for Billy when he likes to re-listen to his own voice, you're welcome. Yeah. I took one for the team. I took a bad Supercoach score. So we could win in real life. Well, I can see... What's better? I don't know. I'm still still tossing, tossing it over it that out. one. But. I can see Dylan Walker then heading outside and having like a tyre hung over a tree <laughs> like Matt Saracen <laughs> and just getting the tee out. Yep. Kicking the ball. Yeah. While his grandma yep. kind of has a dementia episode. Do you, think his first, do you think his first reaction was to run over to the door and punch it? <laughs> she said, stop it. <laughs> Get out there. Prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. Well, he proved him wrong. Seven yeah, from he did. seven. Seven from seven. That's 
I mean, I'm no math genius, but I think that's 90%. Yeah. 90% kicking, is. is that right? Yeah. 7 for 7, something. No one will ever know the two. 10% variables. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a win gets them out of a pickle, doesn't it? Well, it changes the it gets whole them off. It, it, it means that we are equal with six plays. Mm. If, you don't you really? for four, if you don't allow for four and against. Which, if There's, you do, you're 13. <laughs> 13, sure. <laughs> um, it means we were not dead last. If we had lost, we were dead last and we weren't sharing dead and, we, and it would have been a shared dead last, dead last with a... With a four and against, it would have been a dead, dead last. The yeah. dead last, and I feel that like with Canterbury then coming up, this it would have been a fucking mm-hmm. hole, yeah. which would have had no end to it. Yeah, you would have. It, it, and it also throws a bit of perspective when you go, oh well, actually it is round three, and yeah. oh, there's 23 rounds to come, and look what happens when Matt Scott, who's a good player for the Cowboys. But he's not Thurston. But you, you start losing depth, yeah, and the whole competition the whole gets chain, blown competition. open. Because you do come away going, well, okay, who are we going to beat? We lost to Eels, we lost to Souths. Okay, so who are we beating this year? Maybe Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Titans beat Para. So okay, so and then you you start getting nervous. Like, yeah. who the fuck are we going to beat this year? And teams get then I've, I've and then got no doubt. Like, and, then, and now that we've beaten the Cowboys, you go, all right, well, we've beaten the Cowboys. We've got a bad record against Canterbury, but it, we just beat the Cowboys. So It's a possibility. Yeah. It's not out of the question. Whereas before, we'd be like, well, we're not going to lose it. We're not going to win against Canterbury. And so when, you, it's when like you're you down and out to, like, coming from someone who's lived through being down and out mm. a few times, once or twice... Mm. The the cookie never crumbles in your favour. Yep. So when you're when you're when you're perceived as the weaker team, yep. and you go and play Canterbury and they're holding you down every tackle, and mm. you try and do the same thing to them, mm. suddenly you get penalised and they don't. Yeah, and the just the breaks don't go to you because they're not. Well, you're just you're crap. You, yeah, you know everyone knows you're rubbish. You're gonna get you're gonna get beaten. Um, it just it stops that by them winning one game, and, and yeah. DCE, I thought, was the man in that game. Mm. So, will he continue it? Maybe Gordy needs to get in his ear. Oh, I hope Gordy keeps going with it. <laughs> fucking jilted girlfriend that he is. Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Um, all right, let's talk about... Talk about... Do a little break in there. Should we talk about power quickly? Uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, what I know, I know what everyone's thinking. What could be better than a manly win? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it's better, but it's on equal footing, and that's a power loss. Billy, take it away. Mm. Look, this was uh, the writing was on the wall on this one. I think BA, Super Coach BA, although yeah. he's he's on shaky ground. Super I'd say coach. he's still Super Coach, but yeah, he's but, got a winning record. Um, no, Corey Norman really just exposed what Para has. Just the phrase or one man, one man band, jump to mind. Not really, not really. I just think it does go to show how important having that playmaker is mm. there. And Para, I mean, Para's got some good attacking weapons, but they're not. You need the general. Yeah. In a semi. Well, I think Corey Norman. I think, I think everyone would agree. Even I hate Para. Yeah. But you've got to say Corey Norman in the two games that he's played, has been the form half of the competition. Yeah. He's kicking game. 
His kicking game is basically... On fire. He's got it yeah. on a string. Yeah. He, he can do whatever he wants with it. It's it's freakish. Um, so, you know, you, you wonder without that, what, what are you they going to do? You, you left with Jeff Robson and... Jeff Robson. Jeff Robson was terrible. Gutherson's okay. Gutherson's... But he's not a he's leader not a, of... He's, he, not, he's not Wayne Bennett. He's not a leader of men. Leader, well, he's, it's his first year as a, yeah. as a half. Yeah. Um, and... It, he overplays his hand. Dylan Walker did the same thing when, you, when you're not a true half. Now, I think Gutherson's shown more promise as a half. I'm not writing Gutherson off mm. um, because I think Walker, has he's a very good centre. Mm. Um, I think Gutherson give him time, but, geez, they missed Corey Norman. Um, Norman had a hamstring tweak. They decided to rest him. I heard he could be out. This week against the Sharks as well. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, tough to know. It's at Shark Park or Ramondas mm. or whatever they call the place mm. now. Um, they need Corey Norman there to win games. Yep. Uh, and they need... Semi, Semi had a shocker. Yeah, Semi had a... Brad Takarangi had an absolute shocker. Yeah. It felt like... It felt like... It felt like Bevan French and Gunson turned up to play... And everyone just thought, oh, this is just going to be like last week. I'll just run and the ball would be given to him in the open yeah. instead of, oh, okay, we actually need to do a lot more. And the Gold Coast played pretty smart. They they ran their big guys at French. French is a little fullback. Yeah. He's been he's been good. He's been better than I thought he would be, yeah. but it's three but games. Sharks proved you can still win a comp with a little with a little Yeah. With a little fullback. But Sharks I mean, the big guys. Ben, ben Barber had the strength someone a lot bigger than him. It's almost like he had some sort of super pill yeah, he was know. taking. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't want to start rumours, but it's almost like he had some sort of help Yeah. to, to give him extra strength. It's like the whole team. Agility. It's like the whole team. Just, it's almost like that. They just didn't get injured. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Other teams seem to get injuries. And yeah, it's weird, isn't some it? Some kind of like, like Paul Gallen, he's 135 years old and he's still playing 60 <laughs> minutes a game. I don't know how he does it. Just lucky, I guess. Just lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good jeans. Good jeans. Went to the. Went to his. Uh, certainly didn't get the good looks jeans. So those jeans had to go somewhere. He's got a very large jaw and gaps in his teeth. It's funny. It's odd that happens. For someone who's in his thirties, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He looks like very... he's in his sixties. Yeah. You know when you see you know when you see those photos of like guys in from World War One. Yeah. And they're like twenty years old, but they look like they're. 58. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What Paul Gallen, that's Paul Gallen. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. No one will ever know. <laughs> if only there was some sort of test. If only there was some, if only there was some sort of specimen jar that could be pissed in. <laughs> tested. Uh, anyway, I don't want to moan. We're getting I don't want to sound like a whore and moan. <laughs> yeah. You know, the tide is turning. I was having a pep talk here. <laughs> Just get myself through this. Um... Anyway, so anyway, we've changed so the subject, but Para missing Corey Norman yep. doesn't look good. But at least we were missing Corey Norman. That was yeah. the only consolation going, well, oh, we're missing our playmaker. So I'm going to uh, choose the glass half. And for someone for, for someone who's followed a team who, I'm not, you know, I hate to use this word again <laughs> in the same podcast, but missing a spine, not having the same spine for more than one game in a row. Yeah. It, you fuck around with the yeah. halves partnering and all that kind of stuff, and it and it it, it, it you know Pritchard got injured. Pritchard, there's a, there's, a, there's a few issues there, but 
to get that super coach status, you have to be able to get that the, type, yeah. type of stuff. Well, the, the the hooker is now shaping up as another big problem for Parra because Pritchard, I, I haven't heard the update on what's wrong with him. Mm. And again, you wouldn't, going into the season, you wouldn't say, oh, well, we can't afford to lose Kaiser Pritchard. Mm. But now you look at it, Isaac de Goy's from... So from Pritchard, as, Pritchard might not be playing... Well, his ankles, his, yeah. an, his ankle looked like it was done. Because you've had problems with hookers. I yeah. remember Nathan Peets. Yeah, he was injured wasn't, a lot. Wasn't turning up to games. I think that was more because his brown paper bag yeah, didn't arrive. Right. That was a bit of that. I don't know if that was injury or whether that was. The bit case. of both. Bit of both. Um, or he had his car taken off him and couldn't actually make it to the game. That's I true. think that was also an issue. That was but true. This is an injury-related issue. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. This is great. this okay, is good. um. Good. Just and to clear that up. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Injury. Um, <laughs> Let that one slide straight through. But Isaac de Goyce is, I think, catching up with Paul Gallen in age. (laughs) (laughs) Mysteriously has been injured a bit more than Paul Gallen, which is odd. Do you think that Jeff Robson might be like a vampire and he sucks the youth out of all the players around him? Maybe. He's looking... He's he's got to be 130 (laughs) if he's a day. And all these young players went went down around him and he... Look better and better throughout the game. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. So I don't want Robson. Uh, he's still yeah. better than Luke Kelly. He's better than Luke Kelly. Yeah. Mm. But then Luke Kelly is, you know, there's no one. I would say there's not a hard, you know, Braden Willie Army, I would take over Luke Kelly. Yeah. So anyway, well, next week we got the Sharkies. Up. They've yeah. just come off a loss against St. George. Uh, who knows? That'll who fire knows? them up, I think probably. It, obviously, it depends on whether if Corey, Corey Norman plays there. or not. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then it'll be a good indication. Yeah. We've had a week to train without him and come up with a game plan. So if, I would say no excuses if you lose against Sharkies. Yeah. And if he comes back and you're back on form, well, that's just part, well, they've, of, the, they've, part of the course. They've got some... Um, they've, they've also got Tepan Marowas out for a couple of weeks suspended. I, I would say, though, like, losing a player's through injury, like Manly have for the last couple of seasons, Yeah, I, I was really disenchanted with the whole thing because you look at it and you go, well, who... What, what am I watching here? Yeah, what team is this that I'm watching? I'm, uh, this isn't Manly. This isn't... When we had no halves, like, literally not a single half was... Or not even our backup halves were healthy. It was, yeah. it was. We had Dylan Walker playing fullback. It was a fucking debacle. Mm. That feeling, as opposed to watching a team where the players have been suspended. When a, when a player's been suspended, you go, well, you brought that on yourself. Yeah. You fucked up. You put a shoulder charge in there. It was stupid. And I don't feel like when we lost to South, I didn't feel like there was no excuses for that. We did it to ourselves. Yeah. When you lose. Because you've lost players through injury, that it hurts. just it does. Yeah. It just feels like oh, it's, I'm not. This does. This shouldn't count. Like this isn't a real game of football. But when you lose them through suspension, it's like yeah, well, you know, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you're fucked up. He knows you're not allowed to. You know, no allowed to shoulder charge. He shouldn't have done it. He did. He's out for two games. Well, fuck it. We brought it on ourselves. But injuries just injuries. One of those things that just it yeah. doesn't feel. It's just fucking awful. I know. To be honest. So who knows? Anyway, yeah. it's not. I have, I've uh, I've I've put the champagne on ice. The uh, the thirty one year old vintage uh, bubbles that I had ready to go <laughs> <laughs> is uh, maybe might yeah. might wait a little bit longer before hey, I 
can get better with age. Imagine how it's going to taste in another 30 years. Oh, anyway. Shall right. we move on? Choose yeah. the door. I've got a nomination. Yeah, here's a nomination. Cheers, though. George Burgess. Ooh, mm. yeah. I know it's Infidel's Corner. Is Infidel, that what you're yeah, it's, you're crossing over with Infidel's Corner there. I what? find it odd that he, I think he only got a couple of weeks. Yep. For essentially just, it kind of touches on what you said with the guys throwing punches, getting fined. Mm. And the shoulder charge gets kind of the same thing. I don't know. Should have chosen the door, though. I don't know what yep. Julie's telling them. I don't, I don't know what she's teaching him. We teaching him. I mean, we had um, we had Luke Burgess there. Yeah. Uh, for for a while. Shout out to Luke. Yeah, yeah. What's he uh, doing now? Allo, allo. <laughs> he's over in. Uh, Bonjour. He's over there in the Manly Feeder Team, Catalan's Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think I think it's one of those. It's just a thing. Same thing with Sam Fido with grabbing the guys. Yeah. Grabbing the guy's thumb and then coming in third man and shoving the winger in the back. Um, I, I don't think things like that you should get um, lose a week for yeah. play yeah. over. But at the same time, if someone did that 15 years ago, they're, getting they're going to get fucking knocked the fuck out. Yeah. So there has to be a way for, oh, you're going to grab my thumb and fucking twist it. No worries. This is the consequence of what happens. Yeah. And I, I don't think a $1,500 fine no. is anything. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, uh, some, something needs to be sorted out yeah. for these dirty dirty Broncos players. <laughs> they are dirty. That was they dirty. They know who they are. That was all dirty. All fucking 13 of them. <laughs> um, all right. That about wraps it up for another week. But don't forget to tune in next week where you'll hear Billy Button say... Oh, jeez, I'm hungover again. Seems to be a recurring thing. Yeah, there All you right, go. good night, Australia.
The hoes are laughing. Yup. The hoes are laughing. Yup. Hoes are laughing. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yup. What does that mean? What I just said. What does that mean? What I just said. What does that mean? What does that mean? What I just said. That's what I always do, and they never catch me. Ain't nobody gonna catch me. Cause you're too streetwise. Yup. Um.